Hello, you guys. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today. I am so happy that you are here. Happy Friday, you guys. I hope that you all had a great week. And if you didn't, guess what? That's okay. It's done. It's Friday. It's the weekend. And I hope you guys have something fun planned, whether that is either just something social or if you're going to be like me, it's going to be absolutely nothing. We are having such a relaxing weekend and I cannot wait. I am so excited to do absolutely nothing. Hayden and I were just talking about this yesterday, how like we feel like our new year really doesn't start until February. And I don't know if that's just like the laziness and the procrastinator in me, but honestly, it just feels like since November, everything has been go, go, go. And once we get into January, it does not stop because not only do I have my birthday, my best friend's birthday, my brother's birthday, Hayden's birthday, I also had a lot of social events this week, uh, this month. I had like engagement parties and we would just went out of town for Hayden's uh, birthday, which was really fun. We went to St. Louis last weekend to go see his family, which was a really great time. And then we got back on Sunday and it's just been really nice being home. And even these past few days, we've been looking at each other being like, I am so happy that we do not have plans. We do not have to go anywhere. So I'm really looking forward to just a weekend of relaxing, but also just focusing on myself, focusing on my me time, doing my little things that I like to do, whether that be skincare. I just got a juicer. I'm going to be juicing, going to the gym. That's what we're focusing on. And I cannot wait. But either way, I hope that you guys have something fun planned for the weekend finally the snow has melted here. I know I talked to you guys last week about how there was this giant snowstorm in Nashville and quite literally when I tell you that I have not driven my car since the last time I talked to you, I am not lying. The ice here has been so bad and if there's one thing about me is that I'm a California girl at heart. I don't know how to drive in the snow. I don't know how to drive in the ice. I'm not even going to attempt it. It's not going to happen and honestly I feel like a lot of people in Nashville are the same way. Like we don't know how to operate in the snow. I feel like it's because a lot of us moved here from different places. I don't know really what the like core cause of it is but Nashville and snow like it does not mix even though we get it about at least once a year. It's almost like we've never seen it before and we don't know what to do about it like the roads at least like the side roads and the back roads like those aren't plowed or salted or whatever like they're just they just stay there until it melts and so it can get kind of dangerous which is why I have not left the house and I will not plan on it until all of the ice melts which looks like that's going to be tomorrow so I'm very very excited about that excited to get back into my routine it's going to feel so freaking good but that is not what we're here to talk about today As you can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are talking about something that I feel like has been a pressing topic for quite some time. I feel like whenever we do any of the what would Sav do's or anytime I look in my DMs or even today when I was looking through all of your replies because I had reached out to you guys through Instagram and asked for different episode topics that you guys would like to see and this was a big, big one on the list. It showed up several times and as you can tell by the title, it is how to be in a healthy relationship relationship after a toxic one. Now, I have a lot of points on this topic. I have a lot of things that I want to talk about and say. And so sit back while it is a classic 
my thoughts exactly episode of me just rambling. I feel like we did a lot of episodes these past like month and a half that were related to the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, birthday, whatever. This is just going to be me giving you my advice, my opinion about a topic, and I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say about it too. So let's get into it because I think that something that comes up a lot when talking talking about this specific topic and I think that part of the reason that this topic needs to be talked about in general is because it is so easy to fall back into old patterns when you get into a new relationship after leaving a toxic one. I think that after you get out of a toxic relationship it's really really easy to maintain that level of toxicity once getting into a new relationship and we almost have to like rewire our brains a little bit it's like we have to go back in and do a little bit of like surgery on our minds and kind of rewire how we think because when you're in a toxic relationship and you're in that toxic cycle it doesn't just stop automatically when that relationship stops you really need to go back sit down and do the work to in order to heal and also in order to rewire how you approach relationships, people, partnerships, romance, friendship, all of it. Because if you don't, a lot of those toxic tendencies and those toxic traits will carry through into your next relationship. So my biggest tip always in how to be healthier after getting out of a toxic relationship is and always uh, is and always has been sorry doing work on yourself i think it's really 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 important after you get out of that toxic relationship to sit back and let yourself heal before getting into a new relationship now i know it doesn't always work out that way and we're going to get into that in a little bit that's one of the points that i want to talk about on here because timelines are messy sometimes however if you can i think it's really really worth it to sit back and heal and let yourself fully heal before getting into another relationship that way you can show up to be the best person for yourself and the best person for your future partner but again there still will be that those times in the future where that toxicity wants to creep back in i know for me personally i have had many relationships that i have self-sabotaged and when i look back and i think like if i would have just gotten out of my head not that it wouldn't have changed the outcome and not that i would have wanted it to change the outcome because i'm in a very happy relationship right now but i think i would have been a better person because of it i think i would have been a healthier partner because of it because if i look at my timeline of relationships in particular like the one one core relationship that I can look back on in the past like four or five years where I look at and I'm like that was a really toxic relationship and I'm talking about my last long-term relationship it was a super super toxic relationship when I look back on it for a multitude of reasons first off cheating constantly there was a lot of cheating not on my end but there was a lot of cheating on his end also I felt very codependent in that relationship I felt like I didn't have a sense of self I didn't have my own independence I didn't have my own identity anytime I did anything without him it was always a fuss it was always a fight and it really made me a shell of a human if I'm being quite honest and there was a lot of arguing there was a lot of fighting he had anger issues like there was just a lot going on in that relationship and getting out of it I don't even think that I realized the amount of healing that I had to do in order to make myself a better partner in the future because I didn't realize that I would be carrying that baggage so to speak into my future relationships. And just to be very transparent, I have kind of always been someone where 
like if you take the phrase like in order to get over someone you have to get under someone else I'm not like that in like the physical sense but I'm like that in the sense where a lot of times in my relationships I would get over someone just by starting to talk to someone else very uh it was very uh, what's it called not um oh sorry it was not common for me to not talk to someone else right after I started talking to someone because or right after I ended things with someone or someone ended things with me because I just used it as a distraction and if I could go back and change that I really would because I think it would be really important for to give myself that time to heal from each relationship that I was putting myself in even if it was just like just a few months like I think that it still would have been important for me to heal and that's because I was using fillers like these people that I was talking to they weren't fixing the root problems and so I was just carrying on without really healing myself and that's why I keep repeating myself and saying that I think that healing is the most important thing here because it's important to recognize that as humans we have defense mechanisms we put walls up and these defense mechanisms happen when our body feels that like fight or flight reaction because we want to prevent what has happened to us in the past like we want to prevent that feeling again like I know for me personally when I think about my toxic relationship I want to do anything that I can to prevent those feelings and so whenever I feel even a little bit of those feelings resurfacing I shut down and like I will just distance or the opposite will happen I'll get really um, anxiety ridden and I'll lash out and I don't mean to it's just you know something that has happened in the past and that to me is something that I have really worked on and again it's not even like sometimes sometimes it wasn't even a conscious thing it was like more so subconscious because I would pretend that I was fine I'm like I I don't know what that is I don't know if it's Capricorn in me I don't know if it's just the delusional in me but I would always just pretend that I was fine no matter what like I would get out of that three-year relationship for example and not think that I had any healing or any work to be done even though that was a very emotionally taxing and emotionally draining relationship I did not think that there was anything that I needed to do to like heal myself I was like okay like on to the next like obviously I had a mourning and grieving process and went through that heartbreak but after I went through that it wasn't like, okay, like let's do internal work now. It was more so like, okay, now who's next kind of that kind of deal. And that's not a great thing. And I don't love admitting that, but that definitely was my mindset. And once I would get into these relationships, because I didn't do that healing, even if something would subconsciously come up, like I would, it would be like a subconscious thing and I would spiral. And I don't know if that necessarily makes a whole lot of sense, but what I kind of mean by that is when I would be talking to someone and let's say I didn't get a text back or let's say I felt like something was wrong or I felt like just something was off, like it was a gut feeling or if they made a comment or if they, you know, we got into a fight about something or if they, whatever it was, and it was innocent, like it wasn't anything that ended up being a big thing. You know, it was just a subconscious thing in my mind that would, um, it would spark that fight or flight and I wouldn't really even know it. Like I wouldn't connect the dots until I would like talk to a friend and my friend would be like, oh, well, the reason you're feeling like that is because if you connect it to your old relationship, those are the toxic traits that used to happen. And now this is happening in a different format within a, with a different person, but it's not the same. And it would really make me think twice about the relationships that I, would, that I was in and how I would want to react because a lot of times I would just get in this fight or flight and I would be like, okay, well, I, I got to do something. Like I, I would start spiraling and my friends would really have to talk me down and be like, Savannah, 
this is not that other person. Like this is not your ex. This is not a old relationship. Like this is a new person who does not have those same tendencies. Like you can't look at it like that because if you look at it like that, if you look at it like it's going to fail, then it's going to fail. Like that's just how it is. Like if you look at this relationship as something that's going to go downhill, then it's going to like it's just a manifestation thing. I personally believe like if you're just speaking negatively and thinking the worst and hoping, not hoping for the worst, but thinking the worst and thinking that all of these bad things are going to happen, then those bad things are going to happen. Like, why can't you speak positively? And I was more so always tell them just being like, I would always say like, well, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if it's going to turn out that way. So I'm kind of just preparing myself for the worst. I would always wait for the other shoe to drop. And I remember even talking to Hayden, like when we first got together, I remember having a conversation with him and being like, I'm just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with you. And that was something that kind of hurt his feelings. It was a conversation that we had to have because he was like, I don't like being compared to your ex, even if it is just in a way of like, how you've been treated. And he's like, I want to show you that I can treat you better. And like, I want to show you that the other shoe is not going to drop, but also I don't want to be, you know, compared. And I really understood that. And it really made me think like, why am I just waiting for something to go wrong? Like, why can I not just enjoy being in the present moment? And I do think that a lot of that had to come from the fact that I hadn't fully healed my past and it was something that I really had to work on and I'm happy to sit here and say now that I feel like I have worked on that and that's just through years of introspective you know work and thinking and talking and therapy and all of these things and I feel like I've done a lot of that work that has gotten me to this point of really understanding where I'm at, why I do the things that I do, why I have the mindset that I do sometimes when it comes to relationships, because I'll be the first to admit it and all of my friends will be too. Whenever it comes to relationships that I've been in, I am the most anxiety ridden person anyone has ever talked to in that way. Like my, all of my friends have always told me like, I thought I was an overthinker until I, you know, until I started talking to you about this or until I met you. And it's like such a backhanded compliment or not a compliment, but a comment, backhanded comment. And it is true though. Like I've never met anyone who overthinks the way that I do either. And it's really something that can debilitate me sometimes and deteriorate me. And that is why I need to get ahead of it. And it's something that I've had to teach myself through this process of becoming a healthier partner because it does no good for me. It does no good for my partner if I am just constantly in this state of, is the other shoe going to drop? In this state of, you know, is this going to work out? Is it not going to work out? And I just have had to teach myself over time that none of that is going to change the ultimate outcome. Like none of my worrying, none of my anxiety, none of my stress is going to change the outcome of what happens. If this is going to be my person, then it's going to be my person no matter what. It doesn't matter if I sit here and have anxiety. It doesn't matter if I sit here and question things. It doesn't matter if I'm on the edge of my seat the whole time waiting for the other shoe to drop. If we're meant to be together, then we will be together. And that's something that I've had to really teach myself to truly understand because, you know, I have friends who don't have anxiety and I like pick their brains all the time because I'm like, I don't understand how you don't have anxiety. Like it is a foreign concept to me. And I'll never forget one of my friends talking through it with me being like, my anxiety will not change the outcome of the situation. I could sit here and be anxious about something, but it's not going to change what is going to happen in the long run. So I'd rather not waste my time having anxiety about something when in reality, it could end up perfectly fine. Or if it doesn't, 
I can pick up the pieces when that happens, but my anxiety is not going to have anything to do with it. And another big reason that I feel like it's really important to try and heal before you get into another relationship is because I feel like if not, it's really easy to go into it with a toxic mindset. And when you do that, you're going to start playing games. You're going to start giving the runaround. You're going to start really not being able to show up as your true authentic self. And in doing that, you're really just doing yourself a disservice and you're self-sabotaging future relationships. Again, I think it's just really important. My biggest, 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 tip in being healthier after a toxic relationship is to heal yourself first. There is no good that's going to come from not healing yourself first. You can't give me one reason why that would be a bad thing. I think it's important to heal what hurt you in the past because no matter what, we are all always going to have baggage, so to speak. You always hear like, oh, they have so much baggage or they had a lot of baggage. We all have baggage. Like that's just the way it is. We all have baggage. But I do think that you get to a point in life, and this might be an unpopular opinion because I do kind of feel like we live in a generation where people don't necessarily like to take accountability. I feel like people like to always blame things on their past. And I feel like once you reach a certain age in life, you just kind of have to start taking accountability for for your behavior. Like if you decide to be toxic forever, that's not because, or that's not the fault of like a 17 year old who cheated on you one time. Like that's just, you can't blame that for the rest of your life. Like I do think that it's really important to take accountability and take responsibility. And in doing so, you're taking control of how you navigate through life. And I think it's really, really important because whenever anyone talks about baggage and all of these things, it's like you can have baggage, like everyone does, but how you show up with that baggage says so much about you and about your character. If you show up with your baggage and be like, yep, this is the fault of the last one and it's here and it's just staying and it's I'm still bitter and whatever, like you're not setting yourself up for success. Like you're already setting the relationship up for a lot of turbulence because you haven't gone through the work to heal through it. And again, I, I've said it a million times. I'm like a broken record at this point, but that's why I feel like it is so, so, so important. Now, I want to talk about timeline for a sec because I know that I mentioned that in the beginning, how you should take some time to heal. I know it doesn't always work out that way because I was the same way. I moved to Nashville after I like really was just done with dating in California. That was honestly one of the main reasons I moved because I just felt like I was dating the same people in different fonts for like you know, all the years that I have been there. And so when I moved to Nashville, I definitely was in my era of just like self-love and healing and whatever. And then I met Hayden like two months after I moved here. And I remember it took Hayden. I don't know if I've ever shared this before. I probably have. Hayden asked me four times to be his girlfriend before I finally said yes. And there were multiple reasons for that. The first reason was that there were things in his personal life that he needed to situate before I felt comfortable getting into a relationship. But also I wanted to make sure that I could show up being the best person and the best partner for him as well. I had kind of been through the ringer for the past couple years in the dating scene and kind of dealt with a lot. And also I just wanted to find my true sense of self. I wanted to, in moving to a new city, have a 
solid idea of what I wanted out of my experience being here. And I wanted to be able to know that I was going to be able to show up for him in the best way possible after going through a series of toxic relationships. Now, again, the timeline, I think if I could be Cupid for a second, which again, I'm not, I would have loved for things to turned out the way that they did, obviously, because I'm so happy and I just, I love our relationship. But if I could have given myself maybe like three more months of just like focusing focusing on myself in that time period that way I could have been like an even better individual to show up for him that probably would have been ideal but I just liked him too much and I ended up dating him anyways and you know, in the beginning of our relationship, there was a lot of conversation about our pasts and about what we need from the future and being very open and honest. And that is the next point that I want to bring into this is being communicative with your partner. You know, I think it's very important to be vulnerable and to tell your partner about what you've been through. That way you set yourself up for success in the case that they know what you've been through. They know what can trigger you. They know what you're dealing with and how to approach a relationship with you. I think it's really, really, really important to do that. That way everything's on the table. All the cards are on the table. All the baggage, so to speak, is unpacked. And I remember in a previous relationship, relationship that I was in. It was very much like a situationship. I tried to be the cool girl while every little thing that this guy was doing was just, it would just send, send me over the edge. I was spiraling 24 seven. And I remember in one of our very last conversations, I finally became open and honest about some of the trust issues that I've had and some of the things that have affected me in relationship and uh, relationships and why I am the way that I am. And I remember him saying, like, why did you never tell me these things? Like, it makes more sense. And that's just something that I've always carried, like, throughout my relationships after that is just being open. I would so much rather be open and show someone what I need from a relationship. And again, it's not in a, it's not in a sense of like a victim, like, oh yeah, like this is what, you know, I'm poor me. Like it's not for sympathy or anything, but it's purely from the standpoint of this is what I've had to deal with. I've healed from it, but this is what I expect moving forward because I don't want to, you know, go back and have to deal with these same issues. This is just how I expect my future relationships to be so I can avoid all of that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And in fact, I think it's really healthy communication and it just cancels out any of that potential toxicity. And then again, if someone shows you that they can't, you know, accommodate to you in that way or they're not giving you what you need, you've been honest, you've been open and if someone's not meeting you halfway and trying to make that effort then maybe they just aren't the person for you and then you can just eliminate and move on to the next so that was my long ramble but now I want to get into some of the bullet points that I have for you guys to make this a little bit more concise in case you just listen to that and you're like Savannah that was all over the place I know let's break it down in bullet points number one I've said it a hundred times this episode and I'm going to say it again heal heal yourself whatever that looks like for you take the time to do the work to heal on yourself that way you can show up being the best partner you can be and the best version of yourself that you can be you're really doing this for your future self so heal for as long as you can number two be communicative and open with your partner talk openly about what hurt you in the past and what you're looking for in the future there's that one number three Remind yourself that this person that you were dealing with is not your ex. This is something that I have had to train my brain to do. And again, a lot of this is just rewiring. It's rewiring. It's retraining your brain 
And it's something that I had to do for a while is train my brain to realize that this person is not my ex. This person did not do those things to me. I cannot sit here and blame my actions in the present on something that someone did to me five years ago. Like I cannot do that. It's not fair to myself and it's not fair to the person that I'm with because I want to be able to grow. I want to be able to evolve in my life and not have to sit here and play the blame game. Like obviously I know where these trust issues came from, but it's time to really understand that this person didn't do anything to me yet. Like this person has not hurt me. This person has not, you know, done anything to diminish my trust. This person has not done any of those things to me. So it is a clean slate. Remind yourself of that because you are also, as much as you don't want to do a disservice to the person that you're with, you also don't want to do a disservice to yourself. You don't want to self-sabotage this relationship that could be something great. So that's the third one. Number four, start traditions in this new relationship. Start new traditions or do new things. I know that this might be common sense, but like don't go back to the same restaurants that you and your ex used to always go to, at least in the beginning. Like I feel like that's something that we need to talk about too. Like don't do things that would remind you of your ex in the beginning, like going back to the same restaurants or going on the same like you know, whatever it is, like whatever your guys' thing used to be, don't do that all of a sudden with this new person because I think that it automatically can kind of put you back in that mindset. So try to switch things up a little bit. Have different date night ideas. Just start new traditions because you want to be able to continually remind yourself that this is new and this is different. Okay, number five, remind yourself that you deserve happiness and that you deserve a happy relationship, whether it be with this person or another one. And also remind yourself that everyone is constantly learning and everyone is constantly growing and to give yourself a lot of grace for this time period that you're in. Give yourself grace for what you've been through and remind yourself how strong you are. I think that that's really important too because again, it's sometimes easy to have like the poor me mentality after going through some toxic relationships, but you got to pick yourself up at some point. You really, really do. And it's important to pat yourself on the back and tell yourself that you're proud of yourself for all of the that you have gone through and continue to remind yourself of that as you continue to walk through new relationships. You are going to be a-okay. I promise you no matter what. So whether it is this person or another person, remind yourself that you are deserving of that happiness. Okay. Number six, allow yourself to love but protect your heart at the same time. I do think that there is a balance in this. I am not someone who, when I was talking to people in the past, I would jump full, like I would, you know, head first, jump head first into it right in the very beginning. But I also wouldn't be super, super guarded either because I just don't feel like that ever served me any good. Because I felt like if I wasn't putting myself out there just a little bit, then what really was the point of it all? If I'm sitting here looking at every person thinking that they're going to treat me like my ex did, I am not doing any good for myself and I'm not doing any good for my potential future partner. It just doesn't work like that. So I would constantly have to remind myself and tell myself that, you know what, there is a middle ground. I can be open-minded. I can be vulnerable, but I don't have to, you know, jump headfirst into anything. I can be casual for a little bit. I can date around. I can, you know, 
not date at all. (laughs) Whatever I wanted to do, it's okay. But I didn't want to jump into anything so quickly because you still do want to protect your heart. You know, being vulnerable and honest and communicative and, you know, allowing yourself to love, those are all very, very important things. But protecting your heart is also very important. And I do think that there is a balance in that. And so finding that balance is important. And last but not least, as I just mentioned, the sixth or the seventh, I think it's the seventh, point, I'm pretty sure, is that even if this is not your person, the person that you're talking to right now after you got out of a toxic relationship, even if it's not them, it's going to be okay. I feel like a lot of times after people get out of toxic relationships, the first person that they start dating, they almost cling to a little bit. I know that I did this after my toxic relationship is that the first person I started dating, I really clung to them a little like I did I, I did and the reason for that was because I kind of tricked my mind into thinking like oh that didn't work like my toxic relationship didn't work because I was meant to find this person and maybe that was just my crazy mindset and my delusional mindset I think I was also just trying to find a way to get over my previous relationship and kind of get through it and justify it but even if it's not them which in my case it wasn't I am a prime example of if it's not them it's still going to be okay and I think again this just falls into the category of giving yourself grace reminding yourself of your strength and really reminding yourself that you deserve happiness and love and a healthy healthy relationship even in these healthy relationships it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows and butterflies all the time I think that's important to remind yourself too. You're going to have hardships. You're going to have struggles. But I can tell you right now, like the main difference and just in my communication in my relationship now, which I would consider a healthy relationship versus my toxic one, Hayden and I don't fight. Like he's never raised his voice at me once. Like we have disagreements and we talk through them, but we've never yelled at each other. And that's after over two years at this point. With my toxic relationship, I couldn't even say that after like three months. Like there was screaming, throwing things. It was just really, really bad. And I think that it's important to remember that even though it's like... I think that we get painted this picture a lot of times with like these healthy relationships that like, oh, they never fight. They never argue. Like everything's always perfect. That's not the case either. It's going to like your relationship is going to go through hard times no matter what. It's just how you navigate through those hard times. That's really, really important. And that's going to paint the picture of if is this a good partner for you? And I think that's something you really have to remember and kind of drill into your mind when you're rewiring it and doing all of that like internal work is that you can have a partner where you guys go through ups and downs and that's just life but it's a matter of how you guys decide to tackle it together are you good at working together through the hard times do you guys want to work together through the hard times or is one of you just being like nope throwing in the flag and throwing in the towel and walking away like it's just important I think in my personal opinion, that was like a big, big, big thing. It's just reminding myself that not every relationship is going to be perfect. No relationship is perfect. But how do we get through those hard times? So that's something that I want to remind you guys of too. So that's really all I have to say about this topic. I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. Again, I feel like I just rambled a lot. So I'm sorry, like none of this made sense, but I hope that some of it stuck. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. But with that being said, you guys, it's going to be all for me today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. If you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah and I'm your host of My Thoughts Exactly. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly every Friday. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll be back next week with a brand new one for you guys and I'll see you there. Bye guys.